This is one of the strangest stories in the Old Testament. Um, you have golden tumors and golden mice, or golden hemorrhoids is another way to translate this, um, being made, fashioned, to be sent along with the Ark of the Covenant back to its home. Um, if you remember where we last left off morning prayer on Friday was when Samuel is called by God, and then there's a battle. And in the battle, the Ark of the Covenant is brought to the Israelites, and there's a great rejoicing in the camp. And there was great rejoicing. And they go out and they fight, but the Philistines overwhelm them and capture the Ark of the Covenant. They set the Ark of the Covenant in the Temple of Dagon. It was very common in the um, in this time to take trophies of war and put them in your temple. Temples were kind of like museums. Um, the sword of Goliath is put into the temple of the Lord um, after he is killed. And David actually is given the sword of Goliath by the priest uh, many years later. Um, so the Jews at this time were doing that, um, but definitely the surrounding nations. The Philistines show up in the story of the Bible um, rather suddenly. They are often called the Sea Peoples. They come from the ocean, from the sea, from the Sea of, uh, or the Mediterranean Sea. They're probably uh, Cretans or Minoans or maybe even Greeks, possibly. Um, but there's, they're, they're a large group of them. They're more technologically advanced than the Israelites. Um, the Israelites are still in the Bronze Age or Iron Age, and they have advanced um, into steel weaponry, um, which steel weaponry is, um, can cut through just about anything. And so the Philistines have a technological advantage over um, the Israelites, and also a numerical advantage, it seems like. Um, and the biggest advantage they have is size. We're going to meet a Philistine named Goliath in a little bit, who is really big. And he's got a bunch of brothers who are also really big. It's hard to know what's going on with these guys. But this conflict between the Philistines and the Israelites is the conflict of Samuel's life. It starts out in the beginning of his life and goes all the way through. And it'll be the constant uh, problem that they have to deal with. Uh, Philistia, or the Philistine land, the land of the Philistines, is along the coast of Israel. Um, the people like Samuel are living further inland. And so all these coastal cities like Ashdod, Gath, um, Ashkelon, all of these Philistine cities become the, the, the title of the land. Eventually, in the Roman era, they will call this whole land the Philistine land, um, which gets morphed into Palestine. So whenever you hear Palestine, that's just another way of saying Philistine. Um, so it's kind of weird how these bad guys from 1 Samuel um, get their name put on the whole land eventually. Um, so if you talk about a Palestinian person today, um, we that's where the name comes from. And so these Philistines have set up the Ark of the Covenant in their temple of Dagon. This was very common in this time to do that in temples. And yet every night when the, or every morning when the priests come in to, to like check on the temple, uh, the, the, the idol, the statue of Dagon, who maybe is a fish god of some kind, has fallen over and is like worshiping the Ark of the Covenant. So they set the idol back up. He falls over again that, the next night. They set him up again. And this is where their crisis comes. 
there, there's a plague that hits the land. There's these hemorrhoids or tumors, or is this some kind of smallpox? Who knows what it is that's breaking out um, and, and the mice and all these other things. So the elders of the Philistines, the priests and leaders get together and the Lord kind of speaks to them. It's, it's how the text kind of describes it. Like they kind of get a prophetic word that they have to send the ark back. The ark has to go back. And with it, these offerings have to be sent. Now, I had to look up what a milch cow is. Maybe you are all smarter when it comes to dairy and farm animals. But milch cow just means a cow for, that's you're, mil, you're milking, which I don't know why it's spelled that way. I don't know why the translators put that in there. But I guess, you know, for a... Um, this is the this is their test of whether God is inhabiting this box, this Ark of the Covenant, where if God wants it, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Yahweh, the God of Israel. Um, they have the calves placed at home, far away from the milk cows, and these milk cows have milk, and yet they go in the opposite direction of their calves. That's the that's the miracle here. Um, that they are driven by God, not by their own need for milking which milk cows will generally go in the direction of their calves. So this is sort of the, the weird um, miracle of this story. They go back and they have a big sacrifice, a big feast um, when they arrive. And the elders of the Philistines see that what they've done is a guilt offering. This is the offering saying, I'm sorry, I stole your box. I'm sorry, I stole your Ark of the Covenant. Here it is again. And so they make amends. Here we see a little bit of the humanity of the Philistines. We will see them a couple times being like really human beings. And other times they're portrayed as giants and terror and predators. Um, But here we see a very real problem. They have a plague, they need to deal with it. And by dealing with it, they get rid of the Ark of the Covenant, this thing that they captured. And so um, the Philistines have fortified cities. Um, The text makes it clear they have great stones stone walls, which are pretty much impregnable, um, impossible to get through um, by the armies of the day, especially the Israelite Israelite armies who, at the time of Saul and Jonathan, the first king and prince of the land, they they own two swords in the whole kingdom. This is the technological disadvantage that they have when it comes to fighting the Philistines. And so the question is, will God show up? For the nation of Israel? And the answer is yes, but in a, in a way that you never expect. Um, the way God shows up in this story is by telling these really wicked Philistine priests and su- sorcerers to send the ark back. That's how God speaks. Um, that's how God meets the needs of God's people in this time. Um, we, we never can really predict how God is going to meet our needs. We all have needs. We all have things we need for our own survival, for our own safety, for our own emotional health, for our own physical health. We need these things. And we pray to God and we say, God, help me. I need this. Um, I'm pretty sure I need this. You know, you're never quite sure with God. You're like, you know, God, I, I need these things, but I know you. other people have it worse than me, of course. And I'm not sure I'm supposed to ask for these things, but this is what I need right now. And to me, that is really the heart of prayer is when you tell God exactly what you need. And so, and yet we always have that wonder, will God meet our need? And the way God meets the needs of these people in this story is through a very strange roundabout way by these priests and sorcerers making these golden tumors 
and mice and putting them in a box and putting them on these milk cows that are that go against nature. They go against nature to to go to this other land and to to deliver this cart of the Ark of the Covenant. And that's how God meets their needs through a very strange and roundabout way. And I think God will meet our needs that way too, in ways we don't expect, in ways that sort of go against nature, perhaps, the flow of our lives, the flow of the way we think the world should work. Um, these milk cows are going in the opposite direction of their calves. Um, this, is, this is how God works. Often, um, nature breaking into to karma, nature break, or, car, or grace breaking into nature, grace breaking into karma, bra- grace breaking into the law of cause and effect that exists in our world. God can turn all of that upside down for God's purposes. He does it in this story. He does it in our lives. So look for how God is doing that in your life today. Amen. Mm-hmm.